It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm here with my friend and co-host Jim Thompson, and this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing in lovely Denton, Texas. Partial support for Law Talk Radio comes from our sponsor advertisers who cover our production fees. We encourage our friends and colleagues to help sponsor the production of these Law Talk Radio shows. You all may send me an email directly for more information on sponsor plans and benefits, at nick at lonestarcontentmarketing.com. Don't forget to share all the on-demand links to these episodes in social media pages when you see something you'd like to share. All of our podcast channels and programs are available on our website located at lonestarcontentmarketing.com. You can also find our shows on the Law Talk Radio Facebook page. Today, we're going to have uh, episode number 10 of Building Your Law Practice with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the concept of closing, how I like to call it, but we're going to apply that to lawyers and law firms. Of course, all the stuff that we talk about on this show and this series applies to all small businesses. So, what I say that in sales, the key to making money is the close. question always comes up, are you a closer? Well, lawyers relying on referrals also need to go in and ask for that close, meaning the referrals, but in a different way. So Jim's going to talk to us a little bit today about his suggestions on how lawyers can ask for referrals without really even asking. Referrals, as we all know, are the lifeblood of any business, and especially for lawyers, it's so important to get these referrals to grow the practice. Uh, over the last few weeks, and we'll continue, uh, you know, we have no stop time. We may go forever on this uh, until everyone knows what they need to do. Uh, Jim Thompson is my co-host on this program. He's a retired attorney, and he's the author of a book called Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Deserve and Need to Grow Their Practice and What They Can Do About It. It's a long title, but it's a good book. Jim can, uh, will give uh, the email address where people can send him an email and ask for a copy of that book. Um, again, we're going to share all sorts of uh, reasons that, that we don't necessarily know how to get these referrals. Again, this stuff isn't taught in law school. Uh, all we're taught in law school is what we cannot do advertise. Um, and now uh, the floodgates have opened up with a lot of different things in content marketing, social media marketing. You know, a lot of states out there actually carve it out in the professional rules of conduct um, what you can do and where. So it's in the public interest to serve the clients, good lawyers. So we're just helping people connect. All right, a little bit more about uh, our host today. Again, my, my uh, co-host Jim Thompson is a retired lawyer, well-known for helping attorneys get on track to earning more referrals through clients, uh, right. through simple cost-effective measures. Again, you all don't need to spend $1,000 a day to get referrals. 
Jim has put a lot of this together in the book, again, why lawyers fail to get the referrals they need and what they can do about it. Um, so he'll share that. My name is Dick Augustine, and um, my company, Lone Star Content Marketing, helps lawyers share tips and stories about their practice areas by writing their blog content, managing their social media, and producing Internet radio podcasts and newsletters. So really, we just track what's going on in people's practice areas, what's happening in the news, tell a story to the folks at home listening and reading, and sharing that because when it's time that they need a lawyer, they're going to remember who they heard, and they're going to know who to call. By general disclaimer, as we get underway here, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on our show does not give rise to attorney-client relationship, and if you have specific questions, always consult with an attorney in your area. All Bryce's broadcast are reserved, and it is time for me to say hello to my guest and co-host, Jim Thompson. Jim, how are you doing this sunny Wednesday? Nick, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's uh, nice and sunny here, a little bit chilly, but uh, other than that, it's uh, it, it's a beautiful day. So uh, hopefully no snow. We're done with snow for the rest of the year, so yeah. we can get over this little, little chilly <laughs> spell we're having. You know, who knows? But anyway, well, so everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we kind of closed out the show last, last, last session, last week when we did this, and you um, – brought up the question and brought it up again today a little bit about when when do we close and you know the the, the typical salesperson uh, will talk about you know going for the close etc cetera, etc cetera. and I think you know we want to get away from that but we want to talk about when do you when do you really want to ask for that referral and um, when I do uh, my, my talks or when I do my presentations or some of our workshops uh, I'll, I'll, I'll Tell people that you know we're going we're going to tell you the absolute best time to ask for a referral, and I say you don't have to write a lot of this stuff down because um, it's all you know in the in the in the uh, material we hand out, etc. So so just listen. But this is the one thing I really want you to to write down, and that is when to ask for that referral. And so everybody, I give them a minute to take out their, their pen and their pad or whatever they're doing because they're going to listen to absolutely incredible words of wisdom. And so I said, well, here's the answer. It depends. And everybody looks at me like I've just gone crazy. And what I try to get across is there is no real good or bad time to ask for a referral. A lot of it... Um, and we're going to talk about some of the some of the ways you can look for as far as asking, but there is no really set. Okay, this is the absolute time. This is what happens. This is when you ask for a referral, um, because the first thing that that we've tried to get across is that referrals, getting referrals, is a process. It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. You have get got to get your clients or prospective clients or referral partners to know, like, and trust you before they'll ever give you a referral. And and so that's a process and it takes the time to build on that. But having said that, um, you need to, and we, 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 we've said this over and over again, you need to start building a referral mindset with your clients. In other words, they need to know you want referrals. You just can't come out, you know, the first time you, you do something great for a client and he loves you and you say, oh, by the way, John, hey, how about sending me referrals? Because that's, as we've talked about before, it's never going to happen. 
one of the things that, that I really, really try to impress upon folks that, that I talk to and do workshops with <clears throat> is for you to get your clients to start thinking about your wanting referrals. It, and, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about why, why attorneys don't ask for referrals, but, but starting out, this process of asking for referrals is very, very simple, and you can do it without even asking. And that is the, the phone message that goes out on your voicemail or your firm's voicemail or your cell phone or whatever when nobody's there to actually answer the phone. And it's just simply, you know, you go, hi, this is Jim, blah, 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 blah. And then you use the phrase, by the way, if you were referred, please let me know who referred you so that we might thank them. And that just starts that, that mindset. And, and I had a, a, a client um, that I shared this with oh, a couple of weeks ago, and I meant to share this sooner, um, called me and he said, Jim, I started using that, and I had a, a, a client of mine, not a really great client, but a guy that I did a little work for here and there, and he heard that. He called me back, basically, and he said, you know, I just never thought you wanted a referral or never needed a referral. I thought you were doing this really well. This yeah, happens. It's just, this happens. Jim, yes. Jim, here's another, here's another one. Put it in the engagement agreement. Why not have a section in the attorney-client contract, engagement agreement, whatever you want to call it, where it talks about communications with the firm um, and all this, and there doesn't have to be legally binding duties or obligations, but just kind of a, a section, you know, where it said, you know, this is not, you know, like I say, um, you know, headings are not controlling in this document. Put a sure. section that says, we appreciate when people send us referrals. We also know people, so if you need a referral to someone else, after the lawsuit, maybe it's for, um, who knows, maybe it's, for, you know, someone's going to do something in construction. You know, lawyers, especially family law attorneys listening, listen up. I've worked in family law firms, and I know that family law attorneys are some of the best connected people out there. I mean, when you are dealing with people in their lives, you are also dealing with their homes, their kids, their schools, all these other collateral things that go along with it. And attorneys are some of the best sources of referrals, just as those clients are referral sources for other people. So what I say when at the beginning of representation, a firm I worked at, uh, one of them, everybody would go through and read the, you know, read the client contract to the people, make sure they understand, and tell them right then and there at the beginning of the relationship before people get irritated and they say, you didn't call me back or where's my copy of the order, before any of that happens, and you know, let's hope that doesn't happen, be on the same page that you're a team. You know, there's this concept of, you know, a, I, I remember one law firm I worked at where there was uh, the suggestion that the clients must not be able to have such access close to the attorney. They have to wait in a separate writing room. They need to be walked in. They need to, you know, the concept is kind of like the Wizard of Oz and the Black Curtain. Um, and in the 90s, that's how it was taught. That's what I grew up with. Um, and I just say that that's different because I'm sorry, but these clients are paying for the law firm's operation, and they should have a sense of ownership, and it should be stated. If I, and again, I'm just suggesting put it in the engagement agreement, have a section that talks about referrals. Jim, what do you think? Yay or nay? 
No, I, I think that's a great idea. I think you may have uh, been listening to me last night as I talked to a group because one of the things we were talking I about... To everyone all the time. It was just basically that, that, you know, in order to get referrals, you have to give referrals. And I'm not talking about just referral from lawyer to lawyer, but you become a go-to person. Um, when you have a plumber, uh, a doctor, a chiropractor, people that you deal with that you know, and somebody calls you and they know you're a good connector, and they're calling you, Jim, do you know a good dentist? Do you know a good plumber? Do you know a good handyman? Whether they're calling you for lawyer services or not, that's not important. They're calling you because you're a connector, and they remember that. And that you've got to start building that trust with people. And when you build that trust with people, somebody who calls you and says, do you know a, a good chiropractor? And you say, yeah, John Smith down the road. Somebody, this person goes to John Smith, and they say, you know, uh, Jim, Jim Thompson over there, uh, my lawyer, referred me. This is the whole network you've got to build. Yes, you want to build, and, and people talk about um, lawyers being the best referral sources, and that's very true. But if you start building your referral partners, if you will, with people you refer, they're going to refer back to you. And again, this is a process, but you've got to start that mindset, that referral mindset in your clients. To no matter, um, at the very beginning, you can talk about, or if you don't feel really comfortable at the very beginning, we'll talk about some other ways you can, you can get into the subject of, of asking for referrals. I know some lawyers would say, well, you know, when I first meet with a client, I really don't feel comfortable asking for referrals, and that's fine. But, and the but is, okay, you can not ask right away, but make sure you're thinking about asking them for referrals at the appropriate time. Obviously, some of, some of the appropriate times are, you know, you just post a case for somebody and they're just absolutely fantastic. They think you did such a great job. Do you ask for a referral right then? Yes, but. And again, another but. How you do it is really, really important. And, and I'm going to give you a couple of things that, that I think work really well. One of the things that, that I, I see a lot of lawyers not doing is, is having an exit interview or having a questionnaire. And they're both kind of the same thing, except the exit interview is when you, you know, kind of finish up a matter for a client. For instance, you may have done a real estate closing or... Uh, something of that nature where the, the, the nature of your relationship with the client is, is, is pretty short, pretty quick, um, that type of thing. The questionnaire is the same type of thing that you use when you have an ongoing long-term, for instance, you're doing a personal injury case. You know, and uh, some of those can go on for five, six, seven years. We all have been down that road. But, you know, occasionally, say once a quarter or whatever, you know, in, in a personal injury case, you know, nothing happens, then a lot happens. Nothing happens, then a lot happens. But what you want to be able to do is just be in communication with that client and say every couple of months. You know, have the client come in for coffee and go over, you know, what's going on in the case. Instead of simply just sending a, a letter saying this is what's going on, hey, Nick, why don't you just come out into the office and we want to talk about your case and this stuff. Once you get them into the office, and this is where it's kind of both the same as the exit interview and the questionnaire, you sit down and, and you say something like this. 
You know, Nick, um, we, we are always trying to improve our law firm. We, we really want to make sure that we're in tune with what clients think about us and how we're doing. And would, would you mind answering just a few questions? Now, I, I think I talked about this in one of our previous sessions. Make sure, if you're going to do that, that you have a pad in front of you. And preferably mm -hmm. maybe a pre-printed pre form, but at least you're writing that down. So I'm not going to go Yeah, take notes. You know, yes, it, and because the client's going to sit there, and if you're not taking notes, he's going to say, well, why the heck am I even telling you what I think? Because you're not going to remember as soon as I walk out the room. But if you're taking notes, okay, so, you know, you asked the first question basically is, you know, um, what, what, uh, do you find that, that we are really doing that you really like in our law firm? And they may say, well, I like it the way your secretary, you know, talks to me on the phone like a human being or, or whatever the case may be. And so you're taking notes on these things. Um, and then, you know, what can, what, never ask, never, never ask, what we, what are we doing wrong? You never want to ask that question because they probably will never tell you. They'll claim up. People don't want to tell you you're doing something wrong. However, Here's the way they ask them. What is it that we could do better to better serve you and, and, and our other clients? They will start to open up. And maybe it's mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the proverbial, all lawyers, damn, we turn my phone calls once in a while, that type of thing. But here's two things are going to happen, and, and two, two reasons why I want you to do these, these exit interviews or the questionnaires. First, you're going to find out what your clients really think about you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, you keep on doing. You know, if a client tells you your secretary is doing great and you hear that repeatedly or your receptionist sort of, make sure you pass it on to the secretary or the receptionist. Let them know what your clients think. The second thing is you're going to find out some of the things that clients are, are really not happy with you about or that they think maybe you could be doing a better job. Now, don't take it personally, but if you start getting a number of complaints in the same area, Maybe you need to take a look at what's going on. Now, if one client says, well, listen, you never hear that again, well, okay, that's what I said. Don't take it personally because that may just be that one person having some kind of gripe. But, but if you hear you know, over and over again that you're not doing something that they would really like you to do, then start doing that. Now, I, I, I digress just a little bit, but let me come back to that. Okay, you're, 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 taking the, you're doing the, the exit interview, say. And you know that, that you've really done a good job for the client, and they really, you know, they, they, they think you're wonderful, and they, they, they give you a good review about what you're doing right and not an awful lot about what you could do better. And, and, and you can say something like this. Well, you know, Nick, um, you know, I, I mentioned that we really wanna, want to uh, really make our law firm better for folks, for you and for people who you might be able to refer to us because that's important to us. We, we are obviously building our practice by, by way of referrals. And, you know, depending on how the client reacts, he may look at you and go, yeah, you know, that, I never thought about that. Or, yeah, gee, gee Jim, you know, I, I would really like to refer you. So you've kind of set the stage of asking for a referral. But you haven't really come out yet and asked for referrals. So you bring them along and you let them know, yes, we are, are, are growing a law firm. One of the ways we're growing it is by referrals, and if they give you kind of that, yeah, I like to how they can help you with referrals. And, and, and one of the things we talked about, too, is, is by just saying to them, you know, one of the things we like to do in this law firm is become the family lawyer. 
And then you go with, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like this one. But, yeah, by being a family lawyer, what we mean is anytime someone in your family, uh, a friend, a business associate, you come across, <clears throat> say, uh, they, they mention to you that they're, they're having some type of legal problem. It may be that your sister's getting a divorce. It may be that their uh, uh, your, your business partner's uh, cousin is getting a divorce. It may be that somebody you know is having getting sued. Maybe somebody's being foreclosed on whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. I want you, Nick, to call me up and bring that person to us. Now, you know we only have mm-hmm. personal injury. But, but bring them on in, and I would be glad to talk to them, because here's what I want. Nick, you've been a really good client of ours, and, and, and I really appreciate you know that we could really help you. But I want you to understand that we want to help everybody else you know in the same way we helped you, even if it's not in an area where we uh, practice, for instance, personal injury. So you you bring somebody in, um, say it's your cousin that's, that's getting a divorce. You call me up and you say, Jim, you know, you mentioned you wanted to be the family lawyer and my cousin's getting a divorce. Nick, bring her on in. When when she yep. come in, boom. So so you bring her on in. And we're sitting there, and I, I meet her, and we get this, you know, little introductions out of the way. And um, I, I get a little bit of what, what's going on, and I say, well, you know what? Let me do do this. Let me call my friend John over here, who's a divorce lawyer, and I really think you need to talk to him, and I think he can help you. And his cousin is sitting there going, oh, my gosh, this lawyer's actually taking time to talk to me. Now, Nick is sitting there thinking, boy, I did a really good thing for my cousin, and this gym is really great. Okay, so that's the start of, of the referrals, right? So then I call uh, my friend John, the, the lawyer over here, who's a divorce lawyer. And said, John, I'm sitting with a really good client of mine, Nick. Um, and and he, his sister or, or cousin, whatever it may be, is here, and, and, and she's got some, some domestic relations problems, some possible divorce problems. Can you see her? And I take you know the phone away, and I go, um, can you be in his office at ten o'clock tomorrow morning? Holy cow! Oh, it, yeah, comes urgency. Hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I call, John. I'll give her. I'll take care. I'll get the address and everything. She says she can be there at ten o'clock, and fine. Now, you, you've built this relationship with John. So, um, when when I'm writing down the information, you know where where she needs to go, where John's office is, and I'm, I'm taking the time to do that. <clears throat> I say, oh, by the way, um, since you, you, you came in here and we talked, and, and, and as a, a courtesy to you, uh, John, when you go see him, he's going to give you a free complimentary consultation. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Now, I'm a, as the lawyer, I'm the hero to her. Here's Jim, to Jim, let me, let me jump in here. and, 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 sure. and uh, I'm hearing something, hearing something. I just want to kind of wrap it around what you're talking mm-hmm. about here. It's you, how non-billable hours are used. So many people, and, you know, let's step outside of all the folks in the big firms because they're not really our audience, but for people who are in small firms and worried about billable hours, so many people are so freaked out about spending any time that they can't bill for and think it's a waste of time. It's not if you're doing activities that benefit your reputation, your credibility, who knows, and people see it. People, I mean, there is a lot of stuff that, um, you know, all these law talk radio shows – 
Um, I don't sell all the sponsorships for them. I used to. I don't have time anymore. You know, so it's really like me giving my time. This is a non-billable, you know, point in my, you know, in my day. But people hear, people know what you're doing, and when you take that time, and with the example that Jim's giving of of the lawyer who's sitting down with that client. Now maybe that guy is going to give that, you know, that, you know, hand off that client and there's going to be a referral coming back. But a lot of people actually, you know, some people run their shop that way. Some people don't want the referral because there's a responsibility that comes with it. You have to track that case. And if there's a malpractice down the road, guess who's, you know, also on the line. So that's important to know. But again, you know, when we, you know, so many times, I know so many lawyer friends of mine who say, I can't be bothered. I can't stop. Like my time is worth more than, you know, and it's, if you slow down, take a few breaths, attend more of these events, be more in the public. I mean, you're going to get referrals and clients from lawyers you know and people in the community. If you are just an open, friendly, community-oriented person and people are comfortable with you, it's going to happen. This stuff's all going to work. But don't freak out if you're spending time, you know, because not all the time you spend giving free advice to someone goes to a client referral. But sometimes you're going to get that one person on the line who says, man, Jim just sat down and told me all this, and he knew that I wasn't going to be his client, and he was going to find someone else for me, but that guy gave me some good advice and, like, could have taken me, could have charged me, but just a nice guy. That is an investment of goodwill and good faith that can pay out wonderfully down line. We have about five minutes left, Jim. Um, yeah, I know. We, we, we got kind of a straight, but let me finish on that. It's fun stuff. I like talking about all this. You, you brought up a point that, that lawyers just don't get. They don't understand return on investment, the ROI. So I spend a half hour with Nick and his cousin, okay? So I'm billing at $300 an hour, and so my time is worth $150. Now, okay, great. I've just given up $150 of my time if I was going to be able to bill for it anyway. But here's the thing. I have referred a divorce case. Now, the divorce lawyer I refer to may refer a PI case back to me. I say may because I, I never have been a one person that says, if I give you a referral, you have to give me one back. But now I've, I've made a referral partner out of Nick because I have taken care of his sister or cousin, I forget which way it is, and, and he just thinks I hung the moon. His cousin is going to tell her friends. Now, here's what's important, that, that you understand that once you start this process, you kind of follow up on it with his cousin or, or you follow up with Nick and you make sure Nick knows, you know, what you're looking for in referrals, but his cousin knows what you're looking for in referrals, but that doesn't matter because if you become the family lawyer, his cousin may get, uh, or her cousin may get in the car actually, your PI lawyer. She's, she's thinking, not PI lawyer, she's thinking, Jim was a great lawyer. He really helped me out. And she gets a hold of Nick and she says, Nick, can you take Susie to see your buddy lawyer, Jim, who's the greatest guy in the world? Oh, of course. That person comes in. It's not a divorce case. It's a personal injury case or it might be a med mail case. And so the half hour I happen to spend, I may make thousands of dollars on it. Okay, people don't understand. Lawyers don't get this. They don't understand what a client is worth. 
they don't understand, and maybe in the next 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 show we can talk about this, the lifetime value of a client. Not just mm. what you may mm-hmm. do for that client in this one particular matter, but what you're going to do the rest of your practice and, of course, uh, what they could do for you as far as referrals. So maybe we can, we got a little off track talking about family law. And you know the family law thing is just one of my pet, pet projects. I talk about that all the time because pet I think project. it's such an incredible, oh, yeah, an incredible way for lawyers to expand their practice by getting to know other people. Um, and we got a little off, off, off track as far as how to ask, but there's a way you, you're, you're asking for referrals, but not really asking for referrals. Um, next time, uh, this half hour just goes by so so fast. It, 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 you know, I, I've got so much information I want to get out, and all of a sudden, a half hour is gone. But uh, maybe the next time we can talk about the lifetime value of a client. We'll give a few more tips about um, how to ask for referrals without even asking for them. Mm-hmm. And I want to I round out the show and end here because we're almost out of time with this concept that there is a backlash in our country where things are swinging back from big to small, and a lot of people are finding local communities. And one of one friends says, "Find your find your tribe, find your tribe of who people and who is that you trust. Who are your core people? Really embrace those groups instead of trying to you know reach from the moon and the stars, especially with lawyers because they're." people out there. And when people are doing content marketing, I tell my clients that, well, we're doing blogs and newsletters and all this. We're just for the people who already know people you meet at PTA, people you meet at church, people you meet wherever. These are the people who are going to refer you and send you clients or share your information. Um, so many people focused on the key for the strangers. Let's focus on people Go to events. You know, if you're I go get a business coach and have to people. It's surprising how many lawyers you put them in a, you know, town chili cook-off and they freeze up, you know. You take them out of a courtroom, take them out of the suits and the shoes, and they can't talk, you know. Accountants have the same problems. We need to all get over this and be friends with people in our communities because they're the ones who are going to have your back. They're going to be the ones who support the law. Right, Jim? Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And I'm off, off my soapbox. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and, and I'll just say this one, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, if you want to read more, you know, send me an email. I'll be glad to send you the ebook uh, where we explain a lot more of that. But one of the things I want to get across is some of this stuff is so simple. We lose track of how simple certain things can be because we're trying to reinvent and, and do so many other things. We don't sit back and say, you know what, if we give good customer service, and I'm not talking about good legal service because people don't know what good legal service is, quite frankly. They don't know whether you're a good lawyer or a bad lawyer in between. But if you're, giving, if you're treating the people, your clients, how you want to be treated, they are going to remember that. Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.